our series All In All The Time. Uh, the last three weeks, we've been looking at what that looks like to be all in for Jesus uh, as we head out into this school year, as we think about not just on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis, but as we look at the year, we look at where we're at in our lives, how can we be all in. And so just to recap, in case you missed it or in case you are talking during one of my talks, like these guys right here, and you might have missed a couple of sentences over the last few weeks, I don't know. Uh, let's just do a quick recap. And so the first week, we, uh, the first week we looked at what it means to be all in all the time. And so we have a definition of all in, and it is to be fully committed to a task or endeavor to give or be prepared to give all of one's energy or resources towards something. And we looked in John 15, and we looked at Jesus saying, I am the vine, and you are the branches. If you could, when I start talking about it, you could just go to that next slide, my man. Thank you. Nope. No. In or, they're in order. They're in order. There you go. And we looked at Jesus, uh, as he's using this vineyard metaphor, we looked at the vine, the branches, the vine dresser, and the fruit, and and what that means as we think about what it uh, means to be all in. Uh, The vine is connected to the branches. The branches, that's us, cannot survive without the vine. And then we looked at three different uh, things that help us be all in all the time. We looked at being committed, being consistent, and tonight we'll look at uh, being in community. And so just a quick refresher, being in, uh, committed. We looked at the characteristics of commitment. We looked at Philippians chapter 3 and what is required of us to be committed. There's a slide. All right, John, can you just do this? So I need, I need the slides, my man. Thanks. Uh, we looked at what it means to be dissatisfied, to continue to press on, to never be okay with where we're at in our faith, to always seek to be closer to Jesus. We looked at uh, what it means to be devoted, to have direction, straining forward, to be disciplined, to hold true to what we say that we believe, these characteristics of what it means to be committed. And last week, uh, Brett talked about being consistent. He looked at James chapter 5. We looked at being patient, uh, consistency within our identity and our hardships that we may face. And then tonight, I want to look at what it means to be in community, to do all of these things, not alone. Not, there's not a vine and then one little branch growing off of it. There's tons of branches. The branches are together in all of this. And as I was looking at this, I was really struggling with an example of community of, of a, like, I was trying to think of a funny story or like an impactful story. And then I realized that almost every story was a, a good example of this. I have so many different examples of community in my life. We all have so many different examples of different levels, different types of community. And so I got some pictures of just a few uh, that I've experienced in my life. This is from our wedding day. This is our bridal party. All of these people are an important part of my and Megan's community. Right? These are, this is our tight circle of people, the people who we wanted to stand with us on our wedding day. Next picture. We bought a house this summer, and we now live in a neighborhood, a new community, not necessarily one of people that we knew already going in or one that we chose, but we are now a part of what it means to live in our neighborhood, to be in that community where we find ourselves residing. And finally, last week, I saw a really cool example of community. Normally, 
in a game where somebody wins and the other person gets out, and I say, hey, just try to be a part of it even though you're out and not really playing. You guys all just kind of go sit in the corner or talk to your friends or whatever. But last week, we crowded around people who were still playing, and we cheered for them, and we told Alana that she sucked. And we got real excited and invested and into it uh, as a community of people playing a dumb game based on head, shoulders, knees, and toes. And I, and I thought that was incredible. And so this, uh, tonight, as we look at this idea of being in community, we are going to circle back to that John 15 passage that we started this series off with and look at the next uh, few verses of Scripture after we left off. So we looked at I'm the vine and you are the branches. We looked at the parts of the vineyard and now we're picking back up in verse 12. So this is right after where we were. Jesus says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, so that you will love one another. And so as we dive into what it looks like to be in community, I think that first we need to realize as we, as we read this passage that it's not just that we are to be in community, we are commanded to be in community. And as we look at what it means to be commanded into community, there are kind of two things that I see in this passage. And the first is that we are called to obey, right? There's three times in those five verses Jesus says that this is his commandment, uh, whether it be to love one another um, or whatever uh, he says, that he, whether he commands that we are to be in community, we must obey his commands. And just like these past few weeks, to be all in, right? We have to commit, we have to be consistent, but we must do those things in a community that is obeying what Jesus commands us to do. And so you think about it like the community all moving in the same direction, if the sticking with the vine and the branch metaphor, right? If we're all growing off of the same vine, we're all in the, moving in the same direction while we might not literally be pointing if you're on one side of the vine or the other uh, of how a branch grows off of, of something. But we are all uh, connected to the same life force, therefore that we're moving in that same direction. And so as we seek to obey Jesus' commands, we don't do this alone, but we do it with the community we find ourselves in. And, and there, you notice there, if you go back to that passage, um, the use of the word friends, right? You are, no, you are my friends if you do what I command. No longer do I call you servants, uh, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I call you friends for all that I have heard from the Father you have, I have made known to you. And this word friend, it's not what we think of when we think of our friends, our acquaintances, the people we hang out with. Uh, the Greek word that is translated as friend is literally means friend at court. So it's describing this inner circle of a king uh, that a king would keep in court. The inner circle of friends that are close to him, that know all of his secrets, that have a relationship with him, and yet they are still his subjects, right? Just because they are in the king's inner circle does not mean that they are no longer subject to the king's command. They must obey him still. Friends of the king, the inner circle, they do not promote 
themselves. They're not all about status. Uh, they are all about serving the king. There's a story in the Old Testament of, of King David when he's, he's not residing in a palace. He's on the run, and he's with his, his friends at court, his inner circle, his bodyguards. And as they go, um, David is it's so hot, and, and there's an army, and they have control of the uh, well. And David's friends, it says, heard the king sigh and, and could tell he wanted water. And so they went and attacked and took the well to bring their king some water. They wanted to serve him so much that they literally went, put their life in danger to get David water. And so as we think, this is the kind of thing that, that uh, Jesus is evoking when he's using this word friend. It's not just, hey, we, you know, be real each other. And that's how close we are. Like this is a, this is a, uh, still a, a, while we're not servants, we are still uh, uh, subject to Jesus as king. And in verse 16 there, you see that he reminds us that he, we did not choose him, but that he chose us. And that calls upon that previous section earlier in John 15 that we looked at in week one. As branches, we share his life and we bear fruit, right? But in here, he also says, as friends of the king, we share his love and we still bear fruit. If you think about it, fruit, right, has seeds. Seeds used to, plant, you plant them, grows more fruit. And so uh, then the process goes on and on. So we are called to not just be in a community, but add to that community that we are in, to go out and share this community with others, to bring them in, to love one another as he loves us. And that's the thing about being in a community, is that it makes it easier to be committed and to be consistent. It makes it easier to be all in all the time when we are doing it not alone, but together. We are commanded into a community that obeys as friends of the king together. And in that community, we are called to love, which is the second thing that I want to look at as we think about being what it means to be commanded into a community. We are commanded into a community that obeys and a community that loves if you look at that passage, that section, those five verses, tw uh, 12 and 17, bookends to this section of scripture, almost identical. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you, and then landing the plane, these things I command you so that you will love one another. Love, repeated, repetition in the Bible is a, is a highlight, it's an underline, it's an exclamation point, it's a mark of importance. And the thing about Christian love, again, just like the friend isn't exactly what we're thinking of when we hear the word friend, this word love is not exactly what we're thinking of when we hear the word love either. It's not the plot of a romantic comedy. Uh, it's not a feelings-based word. This, this love, this Christian love, not a feeling, but an act of will. It's a choice. It's a decision that every day we're going to choose, just like Jesus chose us, that we are going to choose to love one another, right? Not just because we feel like it, not just when it, it's convenient for us. It is an act of will. The proof of our love is not in our feelings, but in our actions. So then I got to ask, what does it look like to love as a community? And the end of verse 16, right before that blue highlight, uh, it, Jesus says, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. And, and Jesus is, is talking about prayer there. And I think one of the, time, one of the things that we focus on so much is our personal relationship, personal, personal, like one-on-one, one -on -one, that we forget that prayer isn't just something to do alone. 
but it's something that we do in community all the time. We pray here, we pray in small groups, we pray at church on Sunday. You can pray um, at the flagpole before school, uh, at any of anything else before a meal when you're out with your friends. Like prayer is not only a a personal private thing, but it's something that can be done in community as well. And then we have the service, the actions, that act of love, the choice to love one another. And so we can serve. Jesus is calling us to be friends, uh, the inner circle. The sur- we, we are called to serve. And we talked about in that long, long list of announcements, opportunities, that, and those are just opportunities that we have here through student ministry at the chapel. Um, and you, there's, you know, Key Club and other service clubs. There's other uh, faith organizations that you might be a part of. There's just, you're just a nice person and you like to serve uh, and do service opportunities. Um, there's so many organizations and people putting together chances to volunteer, to give your time, to show uh, of your community around you that you love them. And that's not even to mention of the personal opportunities that you can have in your life to, to bear fruit, whether it's inviting a friend here or whether it's just noticing that someone is, is not doing okay and reaching out to them and, and making the choice, even if you're having a bad day too, to make sure they're okay, to love them, to love one another, to be in community with that person. It's about living out our faith and doing it together, creating shared experiences as we serve Jesus' kingdom. And the big thing, uh, the underlining thing is like, yeah, 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 that sounds great, but like, but why uh, is what I kept coming back to and struggling with as I was working on this. And in verse 13, it said, he said, greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. Jesus called the disciples, he calls us friend, and then he did exactly what he said, what he defined as greater love has no one than this. He laid down his life. We follow the example that Jesus gave for us. He literally called us friends, laid his life down, was buried, rose again, gave up this life to invite us into a personal relationship with him. He made it possible so that we could spend eternity with him, that no matter what we have done, no matter who we view ourselves as, that he views us as friend, as someone in the inner circle, someone to be in relationship with with him. And if he did that for us, why wouldn't, bless you, why wouldn't we be all in all the time for him? We are called to be committed, to be consistent, and to do that in community as we seek to be all in all the time for Jesus because he was all in all the time for us. Uh, I want to pray for us and then let's, I want to break for small group and give us some time to dive in, not just about what we ca- talked about being in community and how we can do that as we think about the rest of the year, uh, but how to be committed, be consistent, how to be all in. So if you'll bow your heads with me. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much uh, that, that you were all in for us, that you elevated us from servant to friend into the inner circle. Uh, God, that, so that we might serve you even better, so that we, we, we might be even more subject to your commands. God, we know that you command us to be in community, and, and I ask that you let everyone in here be a, a light to this community, for this community, and showing the community around us what it means to be all in all the time for Jesus. God, we love you, and we thank you, and we praise you, and all God's people said, amen. Amen.